Thank you for tuning in to Cop with Comic. I'm Brian Cop, and we're with comic Eileen Hanley. Eileen Hanley, how the hell are you? Hi, I'm great. How are you? Uh, oh, I'm doing so good. Thank you so much for coming on. And it sounds like uh, people can find you do online comedy during the quarantine. You're at Glitterists, which is hilarious. Thank you. Yes, it's um, yes, it's glitter on your wrists. Glitter, exactly <laughs> like it sounds. Yeah. <laughs> is that just you noticed after a party or something you came home with Glitterists often or what? No, I thought, um, I don't remember how I thought of it exactly, but I, it sounds like Glitterists. So <laughs> I thought... <laughs> Clit- clitoris was already taken yeah you know well it's like low-key because some people are like oh wow that's so that's such a cool image of like glitter on your wrists and then some people get it immediately so it's fun for me to see like who understands yeah who is not brian like- yeah for the record not brian Coppin. yeah i mean you have to say it. sometimes <laughs> i'm like say it three times fast and then, uh- <laughs> and then you'll know and i, I love that like and it, it, you're not afraid to uh to go kind of um I don't know, I guess uh, adjacent to sexual, I see uh, a little bit of nudity on your Instagram. Yeah, I'm a really big fan of um, of comedy nudes. I think it's a very <laughs> underappreciated art form. Um, you yeah. know, I'm not, uh, I don't, you know, I don't have an OnlyFans or anything, but I, I think that it's, um, I just think it's funny to like take the art of the nude and make it very accessible and make it comedy. Yeah, and so how do you make, uh, what, what, what makes a perfect comedy nude? What goes into the art form? Well, that, um, all the ones that I have on my Instagram are because um, for my boyfriend's birthday, I made him a calendar and each <laughs> month was a different candy. So then each month was like inspired, the design and the pose and what went over my nipples was inspired by a different candy. So, um, <laughs> so on the calendar, there was all these nudes and then you shared them on Instagram. Yeah, right? Not a very good <laughs> present. Um. <laughs> Your boyfriend was super excited and he's like, ah, shit, I'm, I'm considerably less excited now that everybody's going to share in the, no the, way. Uh, he was the joy of this. He was oh, like, was yeah, you sh- yeah, he was like, yeah, you should sell them, like, <laughs> get some money, um, which is still on the table, not off the uh, table. <laughs> um, it's, it's yeah. Not, yeah, it sounds like before the quarantine, you were doing Crazy Hot Show, which was, you know, a variety of stand-up comics and musical comedy, which you do. And I see that former guest Dylan Adler was on there. Yes, it's Crazy Hot the Wet Show. It was about um, how looking wet is hot. <laughs> Always hot. It doesn't matter who's wet. Well, totally you know, hot. So we, we had a segment of the show that was kind of a spoiler alert because we never got to do the show because it was on, it was scheduled to be on March 14th, which was like basically the day that quarantine began. Yeah. Um, but it'll, it'll, it'll see the light of day someday. But um, we have a segment that's like, called um definitely not hot and so then that would we would give examples of when being wet is not hot um like when it's like a frog coming out of a lake or um like your really wrinkle fingers when you've been in the bath for too long yeah um stuff stuff like that or a comedy podcaster we are we are not hot when we're wet hey don't say that (laughs) but we're also not 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 hot when we're when we're dry either so we're pretty consistent and the other thing you had is sister wives improv and that was just everybody it looked like you had maria dakotas in your improv troupe and that was at the pit whereas crazy hot was that caveat correct yes and we are the sister wives we've been together for about four years and um 
yeah, we do. We had a monthly show at the pit. It was really fun. Um, we love, we're improv heads. So that's, you know, maybe that's not hot to people, but it's hot to us. <laughs> laughter will always be funny to me. I mean, laughter will always be hot and, and sexy to me. So thank you for doing it. Thank no you problem. for doing, thank you for doing the Lord's work of making us laugh. That's what I think it is. <laughs> it's the fucking Lord's work. And, it is. And, and being nude is the closest to God, man. Eve was nude. Exactly. And there's nothing funnier than someone who's funny and nothing sexier than someone who's naked. So just put, it, put them together. <laughs> Dude, just put them together. And Eileen Hanley will be at the intersection of, of naked and funny. And um, some of the topics that you supplied today and I love, they're driving in the open roads, swimming in lakes in Maine. It sounds like you have an idyllic existence. Um, what, regardless of quarantine, were you doing these things? Um, were you taking kind of uh, consistently taking road trips out of New York City before quarantine? Um, no, I was not. I, I actually haven't left the city at all in about three months, which is, um, it, it's really sad, actually. But um, we are, my boyfriend and I, we are moving back to Maine, actually, um, oh. for, I know, for the foreseeable future, which is a bummer. Um, but, you know, it's not forever. We'll be back. Um, we're both from Maine, so we are, you know, set up to have the support of our family, which is really great. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, it has always been sort of a um, strange crossroads with me of like, I really love performing. I love the city. I think the people here are great. But I also I really do miss like nature and and going outside and quiet and peace and like looking at the sky and seeing tons of stars. That's a part of me that I've really been um, neglecting. And so I am excited to get back in touch with that with that part of me. And can comedy come from places of peace? Like, do you find that you are writing better stuff and, and singing better musical comedy when you're at a place of peace or does it come from a struggle? You know, um, I, I think it comes from peace. Like I think right now, especially with quarantine, the Black Lives Matter movement, everything has such unrest and instability and we're all like really, really shaken, I think to our cores and that makes it very difficult for me personally it's made it really difficult to create so yeah. i think definitely I, i'm a better creator when i when i know like okay i'm gonna have enough money to pay my rent you know i'm i'm gonna be okay walking down the street like that comes from um you know not to say like i'm pretty much always okay walking down the street but you know that sort of stuff when it's interspersed in our society i think just this level of unrest makes it really hard to be a creative artist. So how were you kind of churning out, you know, consistent quality comedy videos here on, you know, online or at your shows, you know, if you were living in New York City, it was just considerably, considerably more peaceful and less anxious before all this went down? Um, well, yeah, I would say that before all this happened, I was doing it pretty regularly and I felt, you know, I, inspired I was constantly going to shows I was seeing my friends and that was like and I was really felt like I was doing really well like I was getting a lot of really cool opportunities and um was being inspired really regularly and um now I mean I haven't I don't think I've said anything funny in like a month um and <laughs> that's it, you know it's it's very difficult like it's I think it's a very hard time to be an artist when everything is so uncertain and it's really hard to be like told that we should continue to create and like oh well you know you just have to keep creating it's like it's it's really hard mentally i think um i don't think i'm alone in this when i say like i've i've not made good content in probably a month because it's it's just so much stress and 
and unrest and it's very it's hard to feel creative and i think like you going out to maine i think that you are not going to be missing out on much because you yeah. got to wonder what the capacity of some of these venues like the, the pit or, or caveat is going to be and how likely people are to return like in the meantime even even if you spend a year or two out there i mm-hmm. think that your you know your online mu- musical comedy product will just fucking go like gangbusters especially if you're inspired to write pretty regularly yeah, I think so too. And I that I am excited for that. Like I'm sad to be leaving. It feels it feels a little bit like I'm giving up on my dream, which is is not what's happening obviously, but like it's been hard to reconcile like you know, well, should I leave or should I stay? But I just know if I stay, you know, I'm going to be here in my apartment. I mean, I'm unemployed, I'm collecting unemployment and I'm you know, not able to really escape. So I think with the serenity of nature i do think that i'll be able to create a little better which i mean i'm hoping you know and i'll have to get some other part-time job that i don't like but um that's that's Uh, that's our lives now yeah and (laughs) that that can be a source that can be a source of comedy content too like what was your writing process before like you know what ideas were worth your time because it takes more time to kind of put together a song than it does just to, I don't know, say a funny tweet or say a funny joke. Um, you know, what 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 kind of topics were worth your time when you were productive? Um, great question. I think I'm I'm pretty autobiographical. I think um, I write a lot about um, just sort of thoughts that I have. I mean, my, my big hit single is called I Have a Crush on Every Boy, which is just about how I have a crush on every boy. I mean, pretty self-explanatory. Um, and I, I like the idea of story songs. I like us like, uh, I'm not so much a person who just like, oh, I have a crush on every boy. That's, that's a song. I like to create a through line story. So in that song, there's a scenario where like, I'm getting home from work and like, I pull out my phone and I'm on Instagram and I'm like looking at like stalking all the boys I've like talked to that day. And then my boyfriend, like my boyfriend comes out of our room and I like chuck my phone across the room and um, you know, more of like a story instead of just uh, like one funny line. Although I do actually, I also really like really short songs. So I have a very short song that's only like eight bars long about um, how there are no blue foods in nature. Um, so, you know, it's whatever, whatever the mood strikes. And I think especially in now in the age of TikTok, um, we are like, I'm when I'm watching TikToks, I'm like, oh my God, these people are so creative. Like there are just no rules. Like you can do anything you want. And I've always really been a person who like kind of sticks to what has been proven to work. And so I'm challenging myself to like uh, break the mold a little bit in in different ways. So that's good. Like a one liner for most stand up comedians would be an eight bar song for Eileen Hanley. I guess so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a good comparison. But and I think I, I'm kind of the same way. You know, I'm, I have obsessive compulsive disorder, which just manifests in certain checking behaviors. But I've recently noticed that it it kind of is leading is kind of causing other issues that I never linked before, like food or alcohol or whatever. But I also noticed that I have kind of the same thing as your comedy song had, which is, you know, there's a Whipping Boy song where he goes, is it possible to fall in love with everybody you meet? And that was kind of the first time I was like, yeah, you know, like when I interact with somebody, I have a good interaction and, and, and she's any, anywhere close to attractive. I'm like, man, yeah, she's pretty cool. But I think it might just be an obsessive thing. So if that is the case with you, like it is in mm-hmm. your song mm-hmm. and having a boyfriend now, did you find that 
you're less likely to obsess about everybody you meet because you're kind of obsessed about your boyfriend throughout the day? Or are you really doing that where you're kind of obsessed with everybody you meet and then your boyfriend kind of enters the room and you have to <laughs> chuck the phone across the room? Um, I mean, the song is completely, completely true. Like I, and I wrote it a year ago. So <laughs> we've been together for seven years now. So, but it's, I, I mean, that is, I don't think that, it's not so much that I am like so in love with every person that I meet that I'm actually contemplating leaving them. It's that like, right. you know, my boyfriend is an amazing man and I love him so much, but it's just that idea that like one person can't fulfill you. And like, that's why we have friends. That's why we have crushes. And I don't think yeah. it's wrong to say that we have crushes on other people, even if we're in relationships. I think, you, you know, you and your partner decide whether or not, you act on those urges if you're allowed to that's a conversation you can have with your partner but i i don't think it's wrong i think we should be able to talk about the fact that like oh yeah there's this guy who i work with who i think is really cute and i have a crush on him i think i don't think that's out of the i think everyone has that i think we should just talk about that openly but i just love it that like if you're a person who kind of gets into everybody you interacted with like if your bar is a little bit lower like mm -hmm. if it's not just somebody who's totally hot in your life that's you'd be mm -hmm. telling your boyfriend every five seconds to be like yeah yeah the, the delivery man he was pretty cute oh uh, yeah yeah that uh the, the ice cream man he was pretty cute yeah i mean you know like I've, I've said stuff like that. I think we're also <laughs> just very like, but he's like, dude, I know this is your thing. You don't have to tell me every time you tell right, me 10 right. times every day. <laughs> and you know, I, and I obviously I don't tell him 10 times every day. I, okay. I think that is too much. And you know, again, per relationship, maybe you guys are into that and that's fine. But I like, you know, I think that we should all just be open to the fact that like, yeah, there are other attractive people in the world. There are other qualities in people that attract us that our partner doesn't have. But no, I don't think we should constantly be saying like, well, I like this guy because he has nice hair and you don't have nice hair. And I like this guy because he listens really well and you're not a great listener. Like, uh. it's not that. It's just, you know, we should care about the people we're with and we should love them and respect. And if, and if he really doesn't, you know, if my boyfriend was like, you know what, I really don't want to hear about all the guys that you like, I'd be like, okay. I won't talk about it. But that would be the, that'd be the first word. That'd be the first word out of my mouth. I'd be like, why the fuck are you telling me? Don't yeah. you know that? Am I not insecure enough already? I'm right. with Eileen. Well, I'm with Eileen Hanley here. Who's nude on the internet. Like I'm already insecure about this whole fucking thing. And you're telling me 10 times a day, what you like about the 10 guys you met that day. Well, you know what? That's just part of uh, dating me is that <laughs> he has to, but he's so supportive. I mean, he loves I Have a Crush on Every Boy. He sings it sometimes. He's like, sings it to himself. He thinks it's a great song. So uh, I want to yeah. hear his Instagram song. Oh, is he in a musical comedy too? I want to hear his Instagram song. He, he's not in a musical comedy, but he is an opera singer. Um, <laughs> that is so cool. Yeah, he should do an opera cover of it. I think that uh, would be Oh, it's there. Oh, dude. And then put it on your account because I totally will follow it. It's Glitterous. I'll see it on Glitterous. And one thing I wanted to say is, right, I'm going to put you on the spot. Great. Your Twitter bio says, yeah, comedian, stupid bitch, mm -hmm. dumb slut, unparalleled beauty, both vocal and physical. Yeah. And then on your Instagram, it says, I'm going to the top here. It mm -hmm. says, at Glitterists, it says, Eileen Hanley, musical comedian, stupid bitch, dumb, dumb slut, but make it monogamous. Mm -hmm. Tell me about the kind of the thought process behind these bios, if you could. Uh, you know what, Brian? Your guess is as good as mine. I think <laughs> that uh, I think 
like specifically dumb slut but make it monogamous is the fact that I do have a crush on every boy. I think I'm very, um, I like to see the good qualities in people, um, but I'm in a monogamous relationship, you know? Um, but I think, I don't know, I'm smart, but I'm, I'm stupid. I'm, you know, I think I'm beautiful. Uh, I think I have a great voice. I think I'm funny, you know, but you know, we all do, we all, we all have things to improve on and mine is that I'm, that I'm a dumb bitch. Well, I mean, it's some of this like self-deprecation coming from the fact that you might get in cer- get certain blowback online. Like I had Caitlin Cook on recently mm-hmm. and she's musical comedy and she, she gave me the heads up via Twitter. She was like, just want to let you know that some spillover hate might be coming from my Instagram onto Twitter where I just retweeted our episode. And sure enough, like a couple of these fucking people replied to our episode link and these dudes were hardcore Nazis. I was oh, like, no. I didn't even fucking know that this shit happened. I didn't know oh, that yeah. there were still Nazis online. Like, are you getting any, like, is any of your stuff so controversial that you're getting blowback back such that a self-deprecating bio might be, might neutralize any threats? Um, I don't think it was that. I mean, where there are women on the internet, there are men uh, harassing them. And that uh, is just the truth of, of the internet. It's a really a hard reality. I, I, I haven't gotten much hate. I've gotten like a few really nasty messages, but not, I don't think that I'm famous enough to really garner like so much uh, hatred online, which I'm thankful for, but you know, it happens and and it sucks. Um, But no, my bio is just kind of like, I I don't take myself seriously. I, um, you know, I'm just, I'm just a dumb bitch like every other bitch. No? Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, I can't. I can't sense the dumb, but I, I don't know if you get bitchy in your comedy at all. I mean, it would sound like you sh- you should, because bitchiness can be kind of a place where laughter is found. Mm-hmm. But one of the final topics, I think, from a lot of your, you know, I see a lot of your idyllic topics. You know, seeing the stars, driving the open road, swimming lakes in Maine, but also knitting, pine scented mm-hmm. candles, all these things, walks at dusk. Mm-hmm. But one thing that sticks out like a sore th- thumb, and I wanted to exp- explore briefly, which is exercise videos. Do you mm-hmm. look at exercise videos as a calming thing or something to piss you off? It's just kind of, it's, it's one of those things that uh, sticks out like a sore thumb among walks at dusk, or are you really kind of appreciating the calm that can come from exercising to a video? You know, I, I've always really viewed exercise as um, a form of torture that is necessary to keep my body the way it's supposed to look for this society. Um, but actually, lately, because of quarantine and just spending so much time inside, I really do enjoy them. I think it's like the first time I did an exercise video after like two months, I think, of not exercising, I like did it and I was like oh my god like exercise feels good like I finally really did understand why people were exercising to feel good in a way that I have never have never experienced that before so I do I do them for enjoyment and not to lose weight um just because they exercise makes me feel good and I'm finally not afraid to fucking say that Wow. I love that. Like the whole self-care movement has freed up people to say basic shit. Yeah. Right. And it's like, well, you know, I used to hear people saying that exercise was great and it makes you feel amazing. And I'd be like, shut the fuck up. No, it's not. It's the worst. It's you're only doing it because you have to, but no, now I'm really like, 
Oh my God. You know what? You know what will make me feel good? If I just like do this 30 minute exercise video, I'll feel amazing. And, and keep in mind that you're going to have to keep doing it because next year I want to see a new comedy nude calendar. Oh, hell yeah. I think, <laughs> yeah. I mean, his birthday's come and gone, but I'm thinking of either selling those for Christmas or um, <laughs> like Christmas gifts or, you know, just I'll do, yeah, I'll start a new 2021 calendar and it'll be like m me naked in apocalyptic scenes. <laughs> something like that. I love that so much. These glitterists across social platforms. Eileen Hanley, thank you so much. Thank you so much.